0: Coming to you from the lab, where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith, and this is The Gun Experiment.
1: How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I discuss our newfound love of red dots, talk to a rapid-fire Instagram gunner, and review new gear. I just want to remind everyone that we drop new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. And as always, I cannot start the show without the big man across the table, Big Keith is in the house. Big Keith, how are we doing? Oh, you know me. Always doing well.
0: Happy to be here, of course. And uh, I'm feeling better, finally. I'm finally able to walk again. Good. Good. <laughs> that sounded really bad. It like, did.
1: You want to go into some detail on No, that? I
0: don't. I think I better <laughs> not. No.
1: Um... I
0: well, we we had our training class, uh, second training class with Ben DeWalt, yep. and we did some uh, pistol On, training, on-site firearms training. Yep. And uh, we used. Uh, well, you finally got into the red dot game with me. I did. You you actually were supposed to do it first. Somehow I ended up beating you there.
1: I think I got the red dot first. You definitely you did. Mount, mounted it and shot it first. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, can I just say this? I will never go back to iron sights. I um I'm, I am with you. That I, that idea of like a single focal plane and just paying attention to one thing was it was just meant for me. I I have ADD. Well, I, I have ADD. So focusing on one thing is a lot better than multiple things.
0: With an everyday carry pistol, I definitely can see the value in all those things. Yep. The class was awesome. I just realized that uh, even though I am a svelte,r than I used to be, if that's a word. I have definitely got to build some like uh, some strength in my legs.
1: Yeah, I, uh, specifically when you were crouching down, kind of stuff, right?
0: Kneeling and uh, you know, like just kind of running from cover to cover. Kneeling was definitely a little bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be. I also probably could have stretched. That probably would have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> would have helped.
1: <laughs> and I had the opposite. But you did shoot very well. I I, I thought you shot very well. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I felt that I moved and ran the gun very well. I did not feel that I shot. I didn't shoot terrible. Much better. Than you shot we did, much better, much, much better than the better than low light. One hundred percent. Yeah. But and I and I attribute a lot of that to Ben's instruction. He he helped us a lot. Uh,
0: again, I, I'm sure we're going to go into more detail uh, again on this uh, at a later date. But I, that end of the day, hitting those nine for ten from forty yards offhand was yeah. like.
1: Well, the fact that I was even shooting at 40 yards and hitting steel, I didn't shoot as well as you did, but the fact that I was doing it. And when we sighted in the red dot, I was having trouble at 25. Yeah. Yeah, We had to move it forward. Yeah, 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 exactly. So anyway, uh, I thought Ben did a really good job. Um, Uh, Yeah. This this is not a Ben to Walt segment, but I'm very, very happy to be training with him and and it was a great class. Yeah.
0: We've seen major improvement in a couple lessons and uh, those guys, there's still room. Some of the guys that shoot with him on a regular basis, I mean, they're, still running circles around
1: us. Yeah, for so sure. So
0: we, you know, we got some room.
1: Yeah. So if you're out there, check out his, his company, um, Onset Firearms Training. There definitely has made an improvement for us. So not, not a sponsor of the show or anything, but definitely, uh, we're very happy to be training with Ben. Uh, so if you're out there listening, uh, just going to ask for one thing. If, uh, if you really are appreciating the content we're putting out there, if you could, uh, subscribe. And when I say subscribe, someone pointed out to me, that doesn't cost you anything. You just subscribe and it lets you know when you, we have new episodes. So I always say subscribe I'm like people know what that means, but maybe some people do not know what that means. So hit subscribe. It lets you know when there's new episodes and then leave us a five-star review and a comment on Apple podcast or a five-star review so on Spotify. That's
0: definitely two things. That's yeah. subscribing and leaving a comment you're asking. Please.
1: Okay. Yes. So. I, I like the comments. It makes you feel good. I love comments. It makes yeah. me feel good. Right? They always make me laugh, especially when the names are interesting. Yeah. They're always some, they're always kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and tonight's show sponsor is Spartan Armor Systems. Get 15% off with our discount code GUNEXPERIMENT15. And I have to say, I don't want to go down a political route, but <laughs> this whole thing in Ukraine did have me thinking the other day that, man, for a couple hundred bucks, it's not bad insurance. No, no. you know,
0: I thought about uh, maybe we should go do like a mile hike wearing plates. Let's do it. Let's get out there. I uh, Frank had done it recently. Maybe? He was telling me about it. And uh, it was right after I was hurting from the class. And I was like, man, maybe that's a good way to build some leg strength. Let's do it. I like it. Do some hiking with plates on. I like it. People look at us like we got... Well, we'll be in the woods. Nobody will see anything.
1: (laughs) All right. Sounds (laughs) good. That might be worse, but... Maybe, maybe. All right. You ready to do this thing? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. So our guest tonight is a lifelong shooter and firearms enthusiast. She uses social media to chronicle her various adventures in the shooting world with the goal of helping to encourage people to take an active role in their own personal protection, Please welcome Rachel B, a.k.a. Rapid Fire Rachel, to the show. Rachel, how are we doing?
2: I am doing great. I'm down in Savannah, Georgia right now. We just, uh, I don't know when this episode airs, but we just did a full day of St. going strong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might have just lost you. St. Patrick's day is what you're saying. This is going to air probably, probably about a month from now. So it's going to be a little bit of a delay on this one. But uh, yeah, so you're at a haunted house, which is crazy. Yes
2: yes we are in downtown savannah so a lot of downtown well a lot of savannah in general is haunted and yes. we're pretty sure we're experiment uh, experiencing some haunted things here so, so my
1: my eldest daughter loves ghost walks and ghost tours and that yeah loves it and we did we were in atlanta um long story how we got to atlanta but we were in atlanta and she was like i heard it's really haunted here and i really want to do a ghost tour and we did a ghost tour and she was walking around this little meter and I, it was crazy, but yeah, so I know your, your neck of the woods is definitely a haunted place. How
0: how did this happen? Did you get invited to this house or did you guys just all do it together?
2: Yeah. So we're down here with nine line. I'm, uh, I'm rooming with Julia Stallings. She's also somebody else. Maybe you should talk to at some point and have on this podcast, but, um, yeah, so we're rooming together. They stuck us on the third story, which used to be the attic of this house on Bay street and downtown Savannah. And from what we understand, there was something that happened with children here. And I guess that's probably what is haunting this, but <laughs> I don't know. It's been a pretty weird couple of, well, it was only been 24 hours since we've been yeah. here. Wow. So,
0: well, we'll just let the listeners know now if they hear any kids, you know, while this is, while they're playing <laughs> it, just let Mike know and we'll just edit them out. We'll just, we'll just take them out. Yeah. I,
2: <laughs> I, no, they I, don't exist. I, oh, they're now. staying. <laughs> To be fair, I came up here to do this podcast. I walked in the room. The chairs were in different positions, and the dresser was pulled away from the wall. <laughs> I just walked right back downstairs. I was like, I'm going to be late to this podcast. I need to figure out what's going on, well, and I'm not sitting in this room by myself. It is so.
1: fair because you freaked me out, the fact that you are actually at a haunted house. So <laughs> this this whole thing is a little weird. But anyway, um, so let's, uh, let's go back to the beginning here for a minute. So take us down memory lane. What is your earliest memory of firearms? How did you get into firearms? You know, where did this whole thing start for you?
2: So firearms have always been part of my life. Uh, my earliest memory, I think I was probably three years old when my dad started teaching us how to shoot. I have an older brother and I have a younger sister. Um, so he was, I mean, he was really teaching my brother and then just enjoying his own hobbies, but he would take us out and we learn to shoot. I guess the first things we did were BB guns, obviously. My dad would go out. He would sign in whatever he wanted to do. He would take us around and shoot reactive targets, ant mounds, and we'd watch all the ants <laughs> scurry around, and that was fun. So then, then he brought us out um, a Henry Mini Bolt, and just learned from there. So it's like I said, it's just always been part of our life. It's been a family thing for a long time. We do Mother's Day at the range, oh, still cool. to this day. At,
0: at what point did you realize you wanted to be recognized? Uh, as being, you know, in my opinion, you're sort of all in now, right? Being known for your two A views, you know, uh, I saw you had almost 170,000 Instagram followers. Like you're, you're all in it, right?
2: So I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on that 170,000 followers thing too. So it used to be more until I got engaged and <laughs> married. Get out so of I town, lost, I lost really? About Twenty thousand followers from getting engaged. Twenty thousand
1: a- you lost from getting married. Wow, I
2: did, yeah.
1: I'm going to just say this on the air. That's 20,000 losers (laughs) losers right there.
2: (laughs) You know what? That's okay. Well, obviously for the right reasons, but yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: I'm a a loser as in like, come on. That's, that's the only reason that you were following. (laughs) Like that's terrible. Well, even
0: still, even losing, that's an impressive number. I mean, (laughs) when, when did you, when did you realize that, uh, you know, was there just a point in time where you were like, man, this is really going to be the thing.
2: So, um, no, not really. So full transparency. The only reason I ever got on social media outside of like a Facebook account, um, was I was working at Hooters at the time and I really wanted to be in the Hooters calendar. And I recognized that they were looking at social media okay. and they were looking at people's Instagram accounts. And I was like, all right, I'm all in. So I got on Instagram. I started posting what I do in everyday life, which is guns. It was mother's day at the range. I posted a picture of my mom and I, and overnight my phone died. Like notifications were just going crazy. And I'm like, why are people into this? Like, is this weird? Is this not normal? Do people not do this?
0: I think you're underselling. I think you're underselling. I mean, that's, a, that's a, that is the point in time, right? You were, you did it for whatever reasons you wanted to get into this calendar, right? And now overnight, you post a picture with doing Mother's Day with your mom and bam, like at a, right?
2: Yeah. And it, and it took off from there. So then I was getting, my dad's had uh, a, Little side business in the firearms industry for my entire life. So after that, like I started getting to work with companies that he's been a customer of for t- twenty eight years. That's cool. And bringing him on the backside of things and letting him meet people and that's really been our journey. Getting to see him in this has been really fun and doing it together has been awesome.
1: Yeah, actually, I want to touch on on your dad for a second here. So I, in preparation for the show, um, I actually follow you on Instagram, but I. You you really, didn't, you didn't stop when she got married. I did not. I I still I was thought
2: that's you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: no problem. Especially because you were going to be on the show, I started to really pay attention to what you were posting, and I was really kind of keeping tabs on on things. There was a post you made right after shot show, it was a picture of you. Look, like you were sitting in a lobby, and you said something about this is our like, our annual picture where dad and I sit together and dad couldn't, show me this dad picture. couldn't make it this year but you took it by yourself and in, in you know without him so could you just tell me about that a little bit because I kind of like you know, I'm a father of a I have a 22 year old and I actually have a three-year-old which that's a whole nother story but <laughs> uh, it just was very touching to me so I'd like you to tell that if you could
2: so that, uh, that picture, typically we do take that at shot show. And every time I've been out to shot show, it's always been with my parents. So my dad goes, he goes to the actual show. My mom goes out there, um, and she goes shopping the whole week. <laughs> which is, That's a whole different story. But, um, yeah, typically the last day of shot show, my dad and I always take a picture in the lobby with those carts that you get from RSR that everybody makes fun of, but they are good for one thing and that is propping your feet up. So we always take that picture <laughs> Last day of shot show, but this year he had COVID, so he wasn't able to make it out. And it was, it was just, it was the strangest thing being there without him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I'm probably hard for you too, right? It's if if you're close like you guys are. Yeah, I just that that one really kind of kind of hit me in the feels. And and as a dad of two girls, kind of kind of feel for you a little bit. So, uh, so for years the gun industry's kind of been male dominated. I think that's something that's pretty well known. But we know that uh, as the years have gone on in more recent times. That's changing, right? More and more. Do you feel that women are fairly and properly represented at this point, or do you still feel that there's more work to be done in that in that arena?
2: I think there will always be work to be done in that arena, but I do see more and more women getting into this industry every day.
0: For sure. I mean, it, Mike and I have talked about it more than once on the on the show that I think women are the fastest growing demographic in in the gun industry, or gun ownership. Period
1: um, for the last couple of years. It's been a while for sure. It's been, yeah. it's been that way
0: growing up. Did you have any female role models in the gun industry? Um, I'm obviously not a female, but somebody that popped in my mind was uh Kim Roach. She's, uh, you know, uh, maybe Julia knows her because she's uh, she shoots trap and skeet. Um, but, uh, she's had a world record 99 out of a hundred. So is there anyone like that, that, that was in your uh, radar when you were growing up with your dad shooting guns?
2: In the gun industry specifically. So growing up, um, Jesse Harrison and her dad shot at our range locally in Georgia. And um, she was definitely a big role model. I would hear all about her and see everything that she was doing. And still to this day doing. She's definitely a great role model for women.
0: Um, that's, uh, I, don't, I don't think I
1: know her. What else? What did she shoot? What did she shoot?
2: Uh, she's a sponsored shooter for Taurus, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Now I'm assuming that since you started, you know, you were just a, a shooter shooting with your dad at, at one point, like I, all of us are, you know, at some point you're just shooting just to shoot and then you get into the industry and you're meeting these people. Was it, was it sort of surreal to meet people that are now in the industry or did you feel comfortable right away?
2: So it's, it's a little bit of both. So I've never had a starstruck moment except for when I met the gunny.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: And uh, that's a whole different situation because so a few years ago, well, it's probably been like six or seven years ago now, they used to do the gunning challenge at our local range. Yep. So uh, we would always RO for it. And- the second year that it was at our range, um, my dog is named after Arlie Army, so I have Arlie the dog. Gotcha. Arlie Army was going to be here, so I brought Arlie the dog to meet Arlie the person, <laughs> and uh, that was a that was a whole big moment. I didn't know if there was going to be like a black hole and everybody would get sucked into it. <laughs> in face. They didn't, but it was that was kind of maybe my big starstruck moment. Everybody else has been really cool to meet. He was really cool to meet too, but as far as like feeling starstruck,
1: well, you know what it is like. I mean. <sighs> I, I He's kind of an icon, right? I yeah. mean, just in general. Oh, yeah. So, it, I, I, and and also, I think part of it is the respect level of who he is. You know.
2: Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah.
1: Who
0: was there? Any um, any vendor that was super warm and welcoming, like right from the start when you started started getting big.
2: So hands down, the greatest people that I've ever worked with, and they were some of the first people that I've worked with, and I'm actually going on an iguana hunt with them next week, Brownells. Okay. They, they are a family. like They are a family. They are my family. And I love those guys. They would do anything for me and i do anything for them as
1: well. That's awesome. And it's a great company. I mean, I, I purchased, <laughs> purchased a lot of things from Brownells <laughs> over the years and, you know, I just,
2: a lot of from
1: Brownells. yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, just the way in which they conduct business and, you know, their lifetime warranty, it's, it's the way business should be run. And they do a really nice job with that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, if you had to choose, what's your favorite shooting pastime? Like, would it be self-defense training, competition shooting, hunting, long-range? What you know? What do you gravitate oh, towards?
2: That's so hard. So, growing up with my dad, and it what could be multiple. Does, by the way,
1: yeah, could be more we, than we, one. We can talk about all of them if you'd like.
2: <laughs> I, I was going to say I like shooting. So whether it's something I know and I'm good at, or I'm learning, it's it's all of it. Um, we we do. SAS matches, single action. We do subgun matches. I messed around with USPSA. Obviously, I train for my own self defense. It's it's all of it. I love all of it. Um, subgun matches are something that we do as regularly as we can. And mm-hmm. I would say I feel a little more comfortable in as far as a match. Um, but it's just all so fun and it's so different. And
0: uh, what are some new ones that you've tried recently?
2: I haven't tried any new matches recently. The last, the last match I did was a sub gun match. Okay. Um, and then before that it was SAS. So kind of the two extremes. How
0: about how, how far, like how much long range have you done or any? Long any?
2: range is my least experience. Okay. Um, but the furthest out I've ever shot was 870. eight
0: Eight oh. Eight seven. Well, that's farther than me. Yeah, it's pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about, uh, how about hunting? You like any hunting?
2: Uh, done a little bit of hunting, not a whole lot. Um, Deer we do every year, okay. but that's just, you know, fill operation, fill the freezer. Gotcha. Outside of that, I've done, um, a couple of pheasant hunts and then I did, uh, grouse and woodcock this past October with brown elves, actually.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. And that
2: was really fun. That yeah. was really a cool experience. Humbling. Cause we were trucking through some like pretty thick brush.
0: You, you weren't carrying plates for a mile, were you? <laughs> no. Okay. We
2: <weren't. laughs> It's a little shocking.
1: Yeah, they don't shoot back you. They don't I mean, shoot back. I don't oh. know if you've ever done that.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that. I thought they had little uh, you know.
1: Yeah, I uh I did a pheasant hunt a while back and it was my first time doing it and I had a blast. No pun intended. I um you know, they brought <laughs> us out pheasant. They tasted good. Yeah, they brought us out with the dogs and you know, it, it was uh, definitely something I'd never done anything like it. I've done deer hunting. Doing it with dogs is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So.
2: It's so neat just to watch them work. I yeah. can do that all day. I yeah. can just be out there watching them go.
1: And their handlers are so. I mean, the, the relationship they have with the dog is amazing.
0: We have a we have a friend of the show that comes on that, uh, that has a, a gun shop down the road, and his dad has a has a pheasant dog that he's been training, and he uh, it is it's really cool to just watch them work and and do their thing, and they get so excited too, man. Um, how how's your YouTube channel going?
2: So last year I was I dedicated a little more time to it um, and it, I was seeing growth and I was getting really excited. I fell off in the fall, but I have a lot of I have a lot of big plans for this year. So fingers crossed, it's going to be going do really you, well.
0: Do you find it hard to manage all of these platforms and and do? Yes. Yeah. Simple <laughs> yeah. answer. Yeah, so
2: I'm I'm doing it by myself. I don't have somebody that edits things for me. If I'm editing something, it's me. Trying to drink a lot of caffeine and stay up all night. Yeah. Putting things in here and there.
0: I have no idea what that's like. Mike does all, everything I for was the show. Say,
1: I, I just show up and
2: Mike, I, I need you. <laughs> I
1: I can I can relate. And I was just gonna say, so I genuinely love podcasting. And when I say that, like the just the medium in general, like I love it. But Instagram. Eh, not so much. I, I like I like parts of it, but I am not a like regular poster on Instagram. So I find the same thing. Like it's hard to like do give a hundred percent to all these platforms, right? It's kind of tough.
2: Absolutely, and I feel like a lot of people pick one that they focus in on. Sure. And I, I really would like to get into YouTube a lot more. And I like I said, I feel like I've got a lot of really fun ideas that are in the works. Um, but I did I. I dedicated myself to do at least one post a day on Instagram this year because I fell off in twenty twenty one. So I'm doing a gun a day. Okay. A gun a day, a gun of the day in twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah. Well, I watched mean? a couple of videos and I, I had no idea Julia was going to be in the room with you, but I watched her video with or your video with her and her teaching you how to uh, shoot bunker trap. I've, I've never played bunker trap, but I love shotgun. Uh, I love busting clays. It's m- my most favorite thing to shoot. Um, and, uh, how was that? And I don't know if, I mean, if Julia there and able to jump in and say a couple things, like, did you have fun shooting it?
2: Uh, I had a ton of fun. It was an absolute blast. It was. Oh, she rocked it. She absolutely rocked it. For a newbie, Bunker Trap is one of the hardest games. I feel like to kind of get used to.
0: The speed and- is got to be a game changer, especially like if you play American Trap and then you go to International and you're trying to catch those things. They're like double the speed, Mike. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I
2: suck at regular cool. so. Yeah, your typical American trap speeds are like thirty-five yep. max miles an hour, and then your average bunker speeds around sixty-five. Oh my god. 70.
0: And there's fifteen machines. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, it's I. It sounds like a you know dream to me, but no, you thank know. you, not to me. So I thought
2: I just a one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty good video, and I I enjoyed watching it. Maybe because I love shotgun, but um, the other one that I had watched was. Um, the one with you where you shot against your dad. And uh, <laughs> first off, I'm very envious of your dad's beard. That thing is amazing
2: i feel like he keeps all of his knowledge in that thing
1: <laughs> it's like samson's hair like you can't, can't shave it or uh yeah bad things will happen right I no, would,
2: If you tell him you like his hair he won't cut it for another six months oh okay
0: so don't let him that's hear a, this
2: that's a thing. my mom gets so mad about it
0: <laughs> well it's a very impressive beard anyone should go watch it um i was again like mike was saying getting the feels it was nice to see you out there with you it kind of it really does humanize you so you know keep him in involved in this stuff for as long as you can i i think people like us appreciate it i i think think we're pretty normal people. And then I watched your most recent one uh, for the new year, the twenty uh, the 20, 2022s. And uh, I was right at home. Mike and I love twenty twos; It's it's one of our favorite calibers. I felt, Am I safe to say that maybe I sensed a little bit of uh, sentimental uh, feelings towards some of the guns you were shooting?
2: Oh, a thousand percent. Some of those were my dad's when he was a kid. One of those is my first gun, the little Henry mini bolt. Yep. Yeah, there's absolutely sentimental stuff in that, which is why they'll never go away. Yeah,
0: I'm a very sentimental person, and uh, really, what kind of started me really heavy off in into the gun world was starting to get some of my grandfather's guns back um, as time went on, and uh, I just, Michael, tell you, like, I'm just weird about some things. Like, I I get very sentimental about. Um, shooting a particular gun at a particular place or at a, um, a particular game.
1: I have this weird thing. So I have a, a sh- double barrel shotgun. That was my great grandfather's and it's, you can't shoot it. It's long story why, but it, it it's not functional. But when I hold it, it's like, it almost takes me back to, uh, like back in time, it's like mm. a time machine for me. It's weird, you know. So, there sentimental stuff like that, I feel like it just kind of connects you to the person that owned it. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Well, your your dad's uh, Speedmaster. You it was, I think, really the mini bolt. I definitely felt a little bit of it, you know. But I think it, when you were shooting your dad's uh, Speedmaster, I definitely felt like, oh wow, maybe she's a little sentimental about that.
2: Oh, absolutely! That thing will never, never. It'll be in the collection forever.
1: That's awesome. Now, you said you were talking about gun a day. And I see a lot of times you'll post a picture where you're just holding out a pistol or you're holding a rifle. Where are you getting all these guns? Because, I mean, there's a lot of them. (laughs) She can't talk about that, Mike.
2: A question that everyone wants to know. Um, Yeah, top secret. (laughs) There's a lot of those are, uh, I don't know how to answer that.
1: No, that's okay. If you can't say, you can't say, but it's impressive.
2: The world sure. may never know. All
1: right. Well, it's impressive.
0: well. Listen, there are more firearms than American citizens, so I think you. I think they're pretty
1: easy to find. I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who knew they were all in Rachel's safe?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I got friends in low places. Uh, nice, nice, nice.
1: <laughs> So, all right, I want to touch on uh, some of... This Is actually isn't a video. I'm going to have to talk... Uh, I'm going to have to dumb this down for Keith because Keith has zero social media. Yeah. So, yeah. Keith, this was not on YouTube. This was on something called Reels. Oh, okay. And now okay. Reels, Reels are basically is, uh, like mini YouTube videos that are on uh, who, Instagram. Who owns Reels? Is it one of the big four that that's own? Instagram? Okay, Instagram owns Sorry, Rachel. Reels. I had to give him a little... Uh, I had to like brief him for <laughs> and that. And these are short videos? Basically? Short little videos. Okay. So anyway, I reels. saw your Girls Just Want to Have Fun montage. And oh, yeah. yeah, and I, I also want to talk about one little piece of that, which was another one of your uh, reels, which was where you and the girls were doing the blacksmithing. Yes. Yes. So those two reels, first off, they were both awesome. Uh, the blacksmithing one on its own is just phenomenal. Well done. And the girls just want to have fun montage. Um, things like this. I feel like they make the gun community look fresh, relevant, contemporary. Uh, what are some of the areas in the industry that you feel could use some freshening up?
2: Freshening up? I mean, all of it really could use a little bit of freshening. We
1: well, so let me let me talk about your video for a second. So the video is basically you girls having fun. I mean, it's everything from, and I'm jealous by the way you guys on helicopters, there's one of like you jumping off of a Hummer into like a giant mud puddle. There's like, I mean, I'm missing stuff here, but like there's just like you guys just having fun and I feel like the... When I say the regular world, the the people who aren't in on the secret that the gun world is amazing, right? And fun. The rest of the world who's missing out, they don't see that like we're just regular people having a great time. And guns just happens to be a part of it, right? You're like that video to me was like there's here's three girls having an awesome time, doing all this all this cool shit, and guns happen to just be in the background, a part of it.
2: Well, and I think it should be normal. It should be part, if it is part of your everyday life, you should show how it is part of your everyday life. And, um, I don't know if this picked up earlier or it got messed up by the weird little thing that just happened, but guns are serious business, but you can have some serious fun with them. Yeah. And, If you let your personality shine, then that's how you're going to communicate and relate to more people.
0: So, you know, one thing that Mike and I talk about, we're, if you don't know, we're behind enemy lines. So we're in New York state. It's a very, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, anti-Second Amendment uh, state. And um, it's a little harder for us. I mean, we do this podcast thing and I'm not on social media in opposition, I guess, of what you're saying, I can't publicly, you know, announce it the way it is. It, it would, it would, it would feel different for me. There could be repercussions for me doing that, you know? So oh. I guess, you know, I, I guess move to a better state, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? You I shouldn't I, I, have to though, right? It always seems like to. the answer, right? Well,
1: here's what I would say. So taking my own sort of situation out of it, at this point, we don't do video, although it's something we talk about a lot, Yeah, but we're scared. I, I, ju- <laughs> I just feel that for so long the gun world was sort of this stereotype. Well, become, and we we all know what that stereotype yeah. is. I don't have to, have to it's go become that.
0: political. Like we talk about that all the time, but whatever. Yeah.
1: But I just feel like like again, that video like kind of just hit me as like, man, like it's just so much fun. You know, and like <laughs> if are just pe- having fun. If people were just watching like if people are just having fun and like I the other example I was just like Colleen Noir. Yeah, and like Koyo Noir puts, makes it cool. He puts guns with like, you know, Esther Martins and he's putting guns in like cool bachelor pads and you see that and you're like, oh, so the gun guy doesn't have to be that stereotype gun guy you're thinking of. Does that make sense to you?
2: Yeah, it absolutely does. I think another great person to watch is Lena Michalik.
1: Yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. Well, I mean, her father's a legend, right? But she's doing amazing things on her own. She's been shooting for like 10 years, right?
2: yeah she's her own legend at this yeah, point and and sure. she's got such a such an awesome personality and yeah she's she's a character yeah. i love her
1: she was also in uh the blacksmithing video correct
2: yeah she was
1: <laughs> so so that's the ticket
0: rachel right is just have fun and just you know show full support for the second amendment if that's what your thing is
2: i think that's the best way to do it
0: yeah Right. I'm on
1: board. That's it. That's, that's what I'm it. Doing that from now on, my Instagram is going to have more fun stuff. Rapid
0: that's fire. Rachel says, that's what you got to do. That's what you have to do. Okay. That's, that's a I'm great having.
2: quote. It's fun to have fun, but you have to know how. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's true too. I mean, you know, I, I, I was thinking like, as we were talking about this, just having fun, but I was thinking like how many millions of rounds are fired every year safely and people are just having fun doing it.
1: Yeah. You know, millions I'm upon I'm millions. I can, upon think
2: millions. Of, I can think of quite a few just at some of the machine guns. You do been to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, I always ask this question, and this is the first time I've ever asked it where I feel silly asking it. <laughs> <laughs> where, where can people find you?
2: <laughs> oh, you can find me at Rapid Fire Rachel or Rachel B.
1: Awesome. And that's on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff, right? And I have that in the show notes, so it'll be real easy for people to find you. Yes. Awesome. So we play a game on the show called Run and Gun, and I was hoping that you would play it with us tonight. And it is a 10 question rapid fire game where I will ask you a question. and I want you to give me the very first thing that comes to your mind. You down for oh, that? Oh,
2: man, this could be dangerous.
1: That's okay. It, we're We're in the gun industry, and apparently that's dangerous, so... <laughs> What
2: I, well, what if I answer the question with like a color or something that has nothing to do with the question?
1: Well, nah, I, we,
0: we'll we might accept it. It just will be weird. Yeah, it'll just be weird. <laughs> but that's fine.
2: You said, I mean, my brain is a very dangerous place. So we'll see how this goes. All
1: right, you'll be all right. Listen, it is what it is, right. and whatever it, it, happens, happens. It shouldn't be anything you can't handle. So for the record, I'm not editing any of this out. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep all, all right. of this. Out. <laughs> all right, are you ready?
2: I'm genuinely concerned. All right,
1: number one. What is your favorite gun in your personal collection?
2: That is not a fair question because (laughs) favorite gun for what?
0: Nope. Nope. Got to pick, got to pick the one you would go to right now.
2: uh, Spas 12.
1: Okay. What gun would you buy if money was no object?
2: Oh Lord. There's a long list of those. Um, I want a Lewis gun. That's something that's on the list.
1: Okay. If you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be?
2: Hmm.
1: Don't say the kids in the house.
2: <laughs> well, I kind of want to know what happened to them. So actually, I'm going to go with the kids in the house, but wow. they can't drink.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they'll have to have apple juice. Favorite caliber? Uh,
2: 4570.
1: Favorite hobby, not gun related? Mm, wrestling. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh,
2: invisible. Be invisible. <laughs>
1: All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained
2: at the very minimum armed?
1: Okay. Is it better to be loved or feared?
2: That's hmm. Loved
1: rifle, pistol, or shotgun rifle. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? My dad. Good choice.
0: It's time for top gear Let us test it before you invest it
1: So before we get into this, I just want to say uh, that was good and was it as bad as you thought?
2: Well I I'd like to have more in-depth answers than just like this or that
1: <laughs> but we learn so. more we learn more about you when you give us your first answer on the top of your head.
2: Yeah, but some of those I still try to think on so like I would probably change love to feared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and... You're a deep thinker, Rachel. I like it. I like it. All right. So on this episode of Top Gear, we review conceal carry clothing and eye protection. I and can't believe she tried to change her answers. I know. <laughs> I. She's a deep thinker. What are you, you going to say? She's
0: also indecisive.
1: That, that might be a deep thinker or indecisive. I like it. Okay. So... Uh, we are going to each review something, Keith, and we're going to bring Rachel in on this I feel this like it's been a while since we've both had something. It has. Okay. So I am actually reviewing... We're coming out of uh, the winter snap here, right? We're kind of getting out of the cold. Yeah, but... Yeah. And I want to review... I'm almost ready to start riding my bike to your house again. I want to review my winter jacket. That is a concealed carry jacket that I got in December. I, I saw this. And so it is the Victos Alpha Dawn jacket I got it in December... Uh, I feel like I've worn it enough now to give a good, good, uh, reliable amount of feedback. And I also thought it was a good time because they might start putting them on sale because of the end of the season. Oh, so people goodness. could kind of go out and grab one for next year. So uh, they make this jacket in Ranger camo, gray camo and plain black. I bought it in plain black because I wanted something that I could just go kind of without being too tactical or whatever. couple cool things. It is veteran designed and developed, has a one year warranty. Uh, claims to be waterproof. I have not had it in downpour <laughs> nor what I call it a rain jacket, but I've had it indefinitely in rain and I was dry. So definitely decently waterproof has a very nice hood. You zip it all the way up. It covers your face and then the hood is kind of tight around your head. So it, it keeps you pretty warm. Does I like it count it. as a mask? Uh, close. It would count close well, as mens- an airplane. Yeah, no, not on an airplane. Nothing, nothing has, seems right on an airplane. So I was worried that it wouldn't be warm mm-hmm. because it's very thin, but it surprisingly is very warm. Yeah, how does that happen? It's, it's some kind of voodoo veteran magic or something. I don't Came know. Out of this house in Savannah where Rachel is. Yeah, so <laughs> it's super thin. I would say we took Ben's class. I wore it the whole day. Yeah. It was Thirty-five. You looked warmer uh, than I was. Thirty-five. I was pretty warm. I would say if it's colder than thirty-five, you better be moving. Like okay. d- don't you don't want to sit on a bus stop for too long with this thing. Okay. But I would say it's definitely like in the thirties, you're good. Uh, it has a bunch of pockets. So it's got normal side pockets. It's got what they call interior cargo pockets, which are sort of like at the bottom. Uh, they're good for putting like a pair of gloves, a hat, something like that. One improvement I would have liked to have seen would be some Velcro or something to keep it closed. Mm-hmm. It's not there. I would not put something valuable in there for sure. And then they have these cool pockets. that I would call them chest pockets, but they call them plate carrier accessible chest pockets.
0: Are they like... And I was wondering, about this because I didn't see this. Yeah. Um, are, are they the small plates, or are they one big plate?
1: No, no, no. So... If you're wearing a chest plate carrier, like an outside yes. carrier, the pockets are sort of on like the sides of the of the plate carrier.
0: Oh, that's right. I did see these. So you so could, you reach could in. zip
1: and you could reach in there. So yeah. if you wanted to put like something up to your cell phone, you could still get in there and get to them. I understand. Okay, I did try I did it out. That. It's not easy. You, you put the plate. You put plates on and tried. I put plates on and tried it. So it's not easy, but you could get in there. Definitely okay. for sure can get in there. So it's okay. kind of a kind of a cool touch, you know? That's cool. Uh, they have a communications wiring routing, which I have zero use for, but it is there. Now for the cool part. So it has these things on the side that are, they have zippers at the top, like under your armpits, and if you zip down, they give you venting. But if you go to the bottom, there's another zipper, and that zipper zips up, and you can access your firearm from there. The zipper is a little funky. So if the zipper is down and you grab and pull, it just opens. Oh. Like like again like veteran voodoo magic. But if the zipper is up, it's locked and it won't unzip.
0: Okay. And you're talking about the position of the handle of the zipper up or down. Correct. So I thought that was the way zippers were supposed to work. Like I'm, I um, Okay. All zippers? Well, I don't know. I mean, I definitely feel like I've jammed up jean zippers like that. <laughs>
1: All right. Anyway, I ran this at the, the pistol course and it did get jammed up on me a bunch of times. I, I would go to rip it and the zipper was up and then it was down and it would work and then it wouldn't work. I will give it a bit of a pass because I was wearing not only my gun appendix, but I also had a side carrier that was bulky and I felt like the jacket was just, it was just tight and it was not working quite the way it should. I, I all in all think it is a nice feature. It's better than other stuff out there. I just think you got to be careful that zipper is not up because if it's up, it's not opening. Yeah. So that's the one, like it's a good and a bad thing. Do they
0: make female colors for people like Julia and Rachel?
1: Uh, I think that black and Ranger camo and gray camo are unisex. So I think ladies could wear them. Ladies can wear them. Which brings me to sizing. Okay. So they claim true to fit sizing. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually going to ask this, Rachel, I'm going to ask you a question. My wife always says it finding sizing for women is difficult. Do you find that to be true?
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah, Even like if my, you check the measurements.
1: Yeah, my wife says it all the time. And then normally, so I'm a thinner, smaller frame guy. Normally my decision is do I go large or do I go medium? Because if I go medium, it maybe it looks like I'm trying to like buff look, out. It, look all buff, but <laughs> if it, then if I get a large, it's too big. So I went with a medium. And I got this in a medium. And the bottom, like the where the jacket would fall, was like kind of long. But I'm like, okay, it's covering a gun. It could be long. But then the sleeves were like ridiculously long. Like it was like covering my hand. Even like, with a medium. I thought I was wearing like my dad's jacket. Like you feel like a little kid wearing your dad's jacket. So I returned it. I got a small. And the small, the sleeves are fine. But now the waist, every time I get in and out of the car, it's either riding up and I have to like tug it down. Skinny man problems. Skinny man problems. So I don't believe it's true to fit sizing. I think they run big is my point. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, you know, I don't know, like, what size, like, like you, you would wear, wear, but I, you would have to wear like maybe one size down, which would make you feel awesome, right? Yeah, that could make me feel pretty good. Yeah. Now, the the, the other down thing with this is it is a hundred and sixty five dollars, so it is pricey, but I think I would buy it again. I I think it's worth it because it's warm, so it's a great winter jacket, mm-hmm. and there's just not a lot of stuff out there where you can access a firearm easily, and that is important in the winter, especially. So, uh, Rachel, really quick, do you have, have you have any experience with, um, concealed carry clothing at all?
2: So not specifically the jacket that you're talking about, but I have really enjoyed, um, under Tech undercovers, concealed carry clothing. What is that? Um, it's a lot of concealed carry clothing. They do, they have men and women's, they do, um, leggings, tank tops, um, like midriff tops for Specifically for women, and they have some, they have some vests and some other stuff as well. But the ones that I'm most familiar with are the leggings, tank tops, and the uh, crop
1: tops. So I was hoping you'd have some experience for this because we do have some female listeners. So, what, like, what does the leggings do that make it? You know, what does the concealed carry part of the leggings?
2: So it's um, it's a built-in holster in the waistband, okay. and it's they are they're higher rise leggings. They fit. Just like a normal pair of leggings, which I think we've seen other leggings come to market for women in the concealed carry world. Um, but I, these are these are the favorite ones that I've tried. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't tried Lexo, Athletica, but some of the others that I've tried that are calling themselves tactical leggings, I've tried them, but they don't fit women right. If mm. that makes sense, like the the curve side of it. Maybe I don't know. They're either low rise or they just something's off. And I can't figure out what it is.
0: What, uh, what size firearm would you, were you able to carry in that pre-fit holster?
2: Um, so, I mean, you can, I've had, I have a Glock 19 that I've fit in there, but wow. okay. they don't recommend that you carry that there. Yeah. It's definitely a more of a compact, something smaller. LCP super easy to carry there. Sure. Um, I've, I've used an MMP shield. I I typically carry a Walther PPS M2. Oh,
1: um, I, I own one of those. Yeah, same like say Mike's gun.
2: I've carried a Glock 26.
1: So I have a question. So is it just basically like, uh, elastic and the gun fits between two pieces of elastic? Is that how that's set up?
2: Um, it's a little thicker than that. Like the actual holster. Okay. That's built into it. Um,
1: any concern of like, because it's fabric and not like, you know, like nowadays, like Kydex is the, you know, the go-to because it protects the trigger guard. Is there any concern of like fabric getting caught up in the trigger?
2: So I watched some, some other female, um, YouTubers that specifically review concealed carry clothing and I've seen them test that and not, not this pair of leggings, but belly bands and other things that are a hard trigger protection. And I, yeah, if, if you try hard enough
1: Mm.
2: or the wrong situation, possibly I've never tested it on this pair of leggings, but there is no hard trigger cover. So that's something definitely to think about, but they, these are things that you should think about anytime you're picking out a piece of gear to carry a gun in. For
1: sure, for sure, yeah. sure.
0: Well, I have uh, something that I guess I'm just going to get right into the worst part of it. I'll start off with it's six hundred and fifty dollars plus. Ooh, baby. <laughs> um, but uh, and you know this, these are we're not sponsors of the show. I I bought these myself, but <clears throat> I needed a good set of um, eye protection, so. Uh, I wear prescription glasses, and uh, I prefer glasses over contacts. So I chose uh, R.E. Ranger Performance uh, eyewear. The model that I I, I picked was uh, called the Edge. There's a link to them in the show notes if you want to take a look. I think they're a really classic design with some modern lines, Mike. You've seen them actually. I have them right here, Mike. If if you wanna if you wanna look at them while while we're talking, um, I had been using prescription sunglasses to shoot for. Of ever <laughs> so i really wanted something that was rated for shooting and uh re um had rangers all their lenses for shooting are made from polycarbonate and they claim is 100 percent safety rated i don't know what the hell that means i was looking for a long time to try to like give the listeners an actual rating of the lenses but uh i'm they're not pretty,
1: gonna lie i'm i'm only really intimidated to hold these because 600 dollars glasses is,
0: well the frames are cheap it's the lenses that are expensive uh, you're I only holding the those. frames is frames but um they're once you get the hang of it they're pretty easy to exchange lenses and take them in and out all i did was took my prescription and called uh, a recommendation that happened to actually be in new york called morgan optical uh, shooting glasses he uh d- answered the phone on the first try which for me is always cool and, uh, he made sure that I had everything I need. We just, he asked me some questions about what I shoot, which like race, Rachel is everything. Um, so indoor, outdoor pistol, rifle, shotgun, obviously busting clays is, is what I shoot the most. So we went through all of that and he made some recommendations on a lens color package. So I went with uh, HD light, which is the lightest color, but they got like a little bit of a tint yellowish tint to them. Very light and then HD mediums, which were orange and then a dark purple. Um, they definitely have improved visibility, especially clarity and definition. I've used all three since I bought these already. And, um, I use the HD light when we shot with Ben, and I use them when I'm
1: indoor shooting. And I was just going to say uh, to give a description of these, I would say they have a little bit of like a modern twist, like an aviator glass. Is that fair? Like, yeah, yeah. They're not that tactical look. They're more like aviator stuff. They're yes. they're cool looking. Yeah, they're not they're not like wrap around.
0: I didn't want something that was wrap around. I know that's what you you really want um, when we were looking at these, but I, I've I've definitely seen some good things with them. I use the HD medium during the day, like. Sunny uh, outdoors, no snow, things like that. Dark purple uh, was really, really helpful. We had a random snowstorm a couple of weeks back, and I was shooting trap, and the dark purple really helped with that white snow background with the sun reflecting off of it. I haven't seen a two bird improvement on my on my scores yet, but I think as I get you know used to them a little bit more, they'll be a little better. Carrying case super sturdy. The lenses are protected well. If I did have one other complaint. The frames don't really have a home. Like, I don't know if you notice when you put them back in there, they're not like there's, there's a spot for them, but it seems like they're mostly made for wraparound glasses, not these types of It was of tough to
1: put, I was a little nervous putting them in there. I want to snap something off. Of yeah. Them. yeah.
0: Well, they're warranted, so don't worry oh. about it. You know, lifetime warranty on the frames. Oh. Um, <laughs> but that would be my only complaint is that they, the foam is wearing in, but uh, it's not that great. Like I said, lenses, you know, change pretty quickly, but price is pretty, pretty tough to swallow.
1: Rachel, do you have uh, any experience with these or, you know, do you have a go-to eye protection you use?
2: Um, so I, I have a few different options. I kind of have like my main ones and then my backup ones and then my truck ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got quite a few but myself. I've,
2: I've really been happy with tactical RX.
0: Okay. And do they, they do prescription? They
2: do, they do prescription. I, I don't have, I don't need prescription lenses, um, but they, obviously they make them for me to use as well. And I actually saw them shoot at their glasses with a shotgun.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, I don't. I don't think they advertise like that, but it was just really neat to see. Like, if you're shooting straight on at it, what it would stop. Yeah,
0: these are like very. I'm look. I just pulled them up.
1: Is it the kind I like?
0: Uh, no, they're not. Ra- well, this particular version was not. Um, but they uh, they're very modern. They like almost have like. Oh, and they have some. Oh, they have some
1: brands out there too. Yeah, I like the. Um- ESS is the brand that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, I like them a lot. Any other ones that you are fond of, Rachel?
2: Uh, I have a pair of just walkers, like safety glasses that I keep in my truck. Um, And then I've got like several pair of just Walmart sunglasses, which aren't the best thing to... Technically to be wearing But at least it's something To protect your eyes Of
1: course Of course Yeah Yeah I mean overall You just want to make sure The job gets done right That's the most important thing Exactly
2: yeah Yeah Just something backup To make sure But typically I like to use Something that is Made for the job
1: Exactly So we want to thank you Rachel for coming on the show Uh, Your fun filled firearms Antics are definitely Refreshing And they make the, the gun owner Look more cool And fun So most importantly I think you keep everything More relevant And that's really important as far as the industry goes and we're all lucky that you're helping to fill that role so thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for everything that you're doing in the industry
2: well thank you i really appreciate you having me on here and um like i said we've got a a year full of some really exciting things i actually have a meeting monday about a possible machine gun shoot in georgia coming up this fall so hopefully i'll be able to fill you all in on that more um in the next weeks as well
1: Absolutely. And to everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media as well as Rachel's. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter so we can keep the conversation going.